Cam Rising and Dalton Kincaid are back on the field for Utah as fall camp gets underway. But how did they feel the first practice went? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is JT Wistersill. I was an intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Communications Department for three years and have now stepped outside to cover Utah athletics. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about what Cam Rising, Dalton Kincaid, and Braden Daniels said to us during the open media portion of practice yesterday. After practice had wrapped up, offensive players and coaches were, and offensive coaches, plus Coach Witt, as you know, we all think Coach Witt is more of a defensive minded coach, but first and foremost is the head coach, of course. So got to speak to Coach Witt as well, as we talked about on yesterday's show, Coach Ludwig, too. And now today, we're going to focus on what the players said. So let's start it out with. Bad Moon Rising himself, Cam Rising. So Cam, the biggest takeaway from Cam's press conference that pretty much everyone had was Cam said his arm was feels stronger and that he feels like he can get the ball, ball down the field a lot easier now. You know, coming into last season, he was still coming off of, so we're going back almost three years now, to the 2020 season when he had that shoulder injury he sustained in the very first game of the season versus USC after he had beaten out Jake Bentley for the starting job. Uh, what a time that was still trying to figure out who was going to win the quarterback. We had those back-to-back quarterback controversies between Rising and Bentley. And then the year after that was, of course, Rising versus Brewer. So I'm sure it was a relief for Rising to come into this year knowing he's the unquestioned guy as well as it was for Coach Witt not having to know who his starting quarterback is going to be. But getting back into it, so Cam talked about that his shoulder just wasn't 100% going into last year and didn't really feel right the entire year. So after that now – all out of the way, he's he's feeling good. He feels like he's ready to go, ready to get after it, feels stronger than ever, feels like he's ready to unlock that deep ball and take this Utah offense to another level. And that's what Coach Wick talked about was he felt like this Utah offense was missing that explosive element. Really the only thing the team's missing. I mean, run the ball extremely effectively, short passes and intermediate passes extremely deadly. That's what happens when you have two great tight ends in Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy. But what about that deep threat, those 40-yard passes, and I'm not talking about a pass caught by a Britton Covey like last year or a Brant Keithy that they then get those yak yardages up and they take it another 30 yards. I'm talking about 40 yards in the air sailing, even more than that caught for a 60-yard gain. That was just something we didn't see a lot of out of this Utah offense, so it would be great if we could have that come together this year. We saw a little bit of a sign of it with kind of the deep connection between Cam Rising and Devon Vele in spring ball and the spring game, of course, as well. But seeing that as a full focus is going to be huge, and we could really take this Utah offense to the next level and really could take Cam's game to the next level because that's the biggest thing when you look at what NFL evaluators say about Cam's game. They talk about how does he have the arm strength to be an elite NFL quarterback because they know he's got the accuracy. So if he's able to improve that arm strength and show that last year he was only held back because of that injury on top of the strides he's just made as a player with another year and another offseason under his belt training and getting better, I really think he could have a chance to get himself into that first round conversation if he's 
eliminated the one big knock on him. So that's the biggest thing for Utah fans, knowing that Cam's arm is back and he's having a much easier time throwing the ball down the field. Another thing I thought was interesting that Cam talked about was that he still looked at the final game, the Rose Bowl, as a disappointment since they lost. And that's probably not a surprise for you guys when you hear him say it. But when you think about it, all of us as fans have looked at the Rose Bowl like it was such a great experience. Utah had never been before. It was so great just to be there. And you gave a heck of a fight to a really good Ohio State team. And I think for those of us who have kind of moved past that game, that's what you look back on it from and you take away the positives from it. Like, man, what a fun experience it was. There's nothing like the granddaddy of them all. As fans, that's how we look at it. But when you're a competitor like Cam Rising, you expect to be there and you expect to win. I'm sure Cam feels like they were the better team that day and wishes he could probably have that game back and get another shot at it for an opportunity. Now, Cam obviously played lights out in that game, got hurt late, but it's just another one I think if he he would want to go back and try to get the win. He looks forward to trying to get this team back into that position this year. So just one of those reminders of how athletes kind of perceive things is where fans a lot of times can be so grateful and appreciative of what's going on. A lot of these guys, they expect to be here. They put in that time and effort every single day training, thinking about playing in the Rose Bowl. And speaking of kind of training and working towards your goals, that was another thing that Cam kind of spoke to as well, was just taking things day by day, worrying about his 20 square feet and trying to be the best quarterback he can be in order to get this Utah team back to the Pac-12 championship game and see where they can kind of go from there. Because, you know, just taking it, that 1-0 mentality, as we've talked about a lot on this show, that's something that's really important to this Utah team and, of course, exemplified in the team's number one leader, that being Cam Rising. Another thing Cam talked about was how because they have a lot more veterans on this team that, you know, 17 returning starters, just guys who know the system and are back, they can put a lot more offense in early. And one of the things that's nice about that is when you are getting a lot of things thrown at you early, as Cam talked about, is you can get comfortable being uncomfortable. This is a Utah team that's going to go to a lot of hostile environments this year. None more so more hostile than that very first game down in Gainesville versus the Gators. That house will be rocking for the first game of the Billy Napier era, and this is a great opportunity for this Utah team to come in and get a potential program-changing win win as the momentum of that first win could push this team to heights we've never even seen before. It's how you start to build your resume for a college football playoff experience is a big win against an SEC team, an SEC team as well that I think by the time the year closes – It's going to be a pretty good team. I think they could very well be in the top 25 because of the talent they have there. And I'm a believer in Billy Napier. So I think it would look really good for this Utah team to get that win. But that's how you start. But talking about getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Game up in Eugene this year as well. Oregon's one of the toughest places to play in the Pac-12. And any game in the college football playoff you play, you're going to be uncomfortable in a new place, in a hostile environment. So it's so good that this team is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Another thing that Cam talked about was just how excited he is to be back having football and just the stability that Coach Witt brings. And no, the Coach Witt's one of the longest tenured coaches in college football. He knows how to run a program, and I think almost everyone at this point thinks he's one of the 10 best coaches in college football, especially based on his recent track record and what he's been able to accomplish. And it's always great just to have these guys back out there and to recognize what a great opportunity they have this coming season. That's definitely something that Cam appreciates. Another thing that Cam talked about was just He wants to try to get his playmakers the ball more this season. We talked about more of those deep shots like that, but I think even guys like Brant Keithy, Devon Vele, Devon being the biggest one, of course, but how about a guy like Solomon Enos 
even Dalton Kincaid, I think he realizes how special of a supporting cast he has and that these guys have a chance to have unbelievable seasons. And the best way to do that is by getting them the ball and letting them work. And I think that's something that Cam really understands. He's one of the guys that I'm sure that was in charge of getting a lot of these offseason runs together, working to make sure that these guys were always working out together, building on that chemistry, continuing to grow it into something new. And I think it's really exciting for this Utah team that they're in that position where they have gotten into offseason work, they're comfortable going in, they're already ahead because of the amount of veterans than a lot of other teams, not just in the Pac-12, but the country in that regard. And I just think it sets them up in really good shape for Gainesville. So as he said, just great to hear Cam's back feeling 100% and just being the great leader that he is. And I think because of him, this Utah team has an awesome opportunity this year to go do things they haven't done before. And if Cam's arm is 100% and he can reach that level of arm strength that he was talking about, where he can have one of the better arms in the Pac-12 in terms of deep deep yardage, then I think sky's the limit for not just him this season, but in terms of an NFL prospect as well. So always great to hear from Cam Bad Moon Rising, one of the greatest leaders Coach Witt has ever been around, he has stated. And when you got a great leader like Cam, your team is set up for greatness. And you guys have an opportunity to take advantage of how great Utah could be this year by using betonline.net. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL just getting underway, and other events like golf, combat sports, even all kinds of things, and of course, college football, what we're talking about right here. The national media is always low on Utah. Yes, the Pac-12 media has been giving them some respect, but in terms of win total, there's still some people who doubt this team can win the Pac-12 as well. Take advantage of the odds. Go cash in on Utah. Head over to Bet Online right now to see what you can capitalize on. Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we talked about Cam Rising. He was excited to be back out there. And there's one guy who's always excited to be playing for Utah football. That's Dalton Kincaid. The famous smile was in full effect talking to the media. And you can just tell he's just one of the most joyful guys on the team. I had the pleasure of interviewing Dalton after his big game versus Weber State last year for the athletic department. He was a guy who just instantly, I could tell like, okay, this is just one of those guys you love to be around, makes everything fun. And you can tell his teammates really love being around him as well, because he's just one of those guys who makes it fun to go to work every single day. Fall camp can be such a grind, but when you have teammates like Dalton Kincaid, makes it a lot more fun. Just don't give him the ox if you ask the rest of the Utah football guys. One thing Dalton talked about was just how excited he is to be back and Feels like he has this extra burst of energy because this is his last fall camp. He's a guy who was at San Diego State for two years, or excuse me, San just San Diego, at, there for two years, and then came over to Utah. Been here for three years now. People might not remember he played in the 2020 season because he only caught two passes. But then last year, the breakout, then flirted with the NFL a little bit. And we're going to touch on what he even talked about mentioning. He did consider the NFL in just a moment, but he just said it's crazy how time flies. And that's something that's so true. I mean, feels like in the blink of an eye, it doesn't feel like to me at least that long ago that we were talking about, man, how much fun was that Rose Bowl game? I cannot wait to see this team go down to Gainesville and see what they got. And we're less than a month away from it now. So just so true by Dalton and glad he's back on this Utah team to soak up and enjoy this opportunity for what it is. And it's an opportunity he almost decided not to soak up because he almost went to the NFL. And he, he talked about that. He thought about going to the league, 
but talked with the coaches, his family as well, and just felt like the best decision for him was to come back to school for another year. And personally, I totally agree with him. He turned down the NFL Combine invite, but I mean, we saw Nephi Sewell went to the NFL Combine. He went undrafted. I think Dalton would have been drafted, but I think he would have been maybe a third round pick at best. And if not that, a day three pick versus I think he comes back this year. I think he has an unbelievable season. He'll have a chance to be a top 40 pick. I truly believe that. I think with his ability as one of the best 50-50 ball guys in college football, we already know what he brings as a blocker. He's one of the best in the Pac-12. And this year, he'll have a chance to up that to be one of the best in the country as he gets even more comfortable in this system, runs elite routes as well. I just think Dalton Kincaid, the sky's the limit for this guy. I think it's a great decision for him to come back, continue to improve on those skills. And he has a great opportunity to have a historic season along with this Utah team as well. One thing that Dalton talked about was that he's looking to take things to another level with this team this season, build on that chemistry as they did last offseason. This team made it to the Rose Bowl, but they know not only did they not win the Rose Bowl, they know there's a bigger prize to be had in the college football playoff. Get the sense that they're excited to work on those things, just try to be the best team they can be each and every week, up their offense, and they can definitely have a better start than they did last year, obviously. Once Cam took over, everything was moved from there, and he even said that. He credits Cam for how efficient and potent the offensive was last year, as well as the offensive line once they started to come together when Bam Olaseni came in there and really solidified it. It was one of the best offensive lines in the Pac-12. So he feels really confident in this team's ability to take it to the next level, and why wouldn't he? He returned the two best tight ends in the conference, the best quarterback in the conference, the best running back in the conference, the best offensive lineman in the conference, Braden Daniels. Team's absolutely loaded, and you could also argue the best offensive coordinator, Andy Ludwig. So I think this team is unbelievable, and I think Dalton acknowledges that as well, the potential this group has to do something special this season. And it all starts with Cam, as I mentioned. I think he's the best quarterback in the Pac-12. A lot of people will go Caleb Williams. I'll take the guy who, start, who once he came in, did not turn the ball over, led Utah to greater heights than Caleb Williams did with a really dysfunctional Oklahoma team last year. And, I'll, and I'm not blaming that on him. I'm just saying I know what Cam can do for an entire season versus Caleb Williams is still kind of a roller coaster. Yes, he can make a lot of wow throws more than Cam Rising, but he's also going to make a lot more of the what the heck were you thinking throws. So looking at Cam, Dalton talked about how Cam's arm is stronger. He can genuinely tell this year. He's said he cam slinging it a little bit faster and a little bit harder you can see that arm strength too has led to more confidence from cam cam's already very you can tell he is very there are not a lot of things that scare cam rising you can tell especially when he's on the football field that man is fearless he doesn't back down from anything so you can tell if he's even more confident that's a very scary thing for defenses one fun thing dalton also mentioned was that he says that he thinks that he he always teases cam that he can out throw cam just straight up downfield and that's something i I would obviously take Cam, but I mean, guys like Dalton, I'm sure if he just wound up and gave it everything he'd got, everyone would be surprised about how far he could throw it. I bet he could get it 50 yards if he got a good crow hop in there, really wound up, gave it everything he's got. But I think once Cam does the same, especially with how he's gotten his body and arm right, his shoulder being the one that was injured versus USC, I think he could more, I think he would definitely be able to beat Dalton in that. So. One thing Dalton also talked about was that he said he was asked a question by a member, do you expect to hear more plays called for yourself this year? And he says he would love to hear more plays called for himself, but he said, I'm just, I know we got a ton of guys in this room, which is once again, a great answer. These guys are genuine, hundred percent in what they say. They're team first players. They love seeing the other guys succeed. And he said that he loves seeing the other guys step up and there's no one he loves seeing more step up than the other tight ends in the room. So of course that means Brant Keith. He talked about how he loves playing with 
with Brant, and just feels like they complement each other really well. With Dalton being more the guy you go up to for those 50-50 tightly contested balls, and Brant being the guy who can get open a little bit better of a route runner, I would say, at least right now. So I just feel like they complement each other really well, and it's something that a lot of teams recognize because Dalton also talked about how last year some teams were literally game planning for when him and Dalton were on the field at the same time, and that's something I expect to see teams do almost every single week, especially until Devon Vele has really broken out and established himself as a true number one receiver across the college football landscape, not just for this Utah team. Expect to see a lot of different looks, nickel looks, really targeting Dalton and Brandt, trying to limit those guys from being able to have success. So always great to hear that those guys have the chemistry and Dalton and Brandt obviously were probably a big part. Being able to play together was one of the main reasons I'm sure they came back. And as Dalton also talked about, one of the biggest reasons he came back was Cam. And now that Cam's got an even stronger arm, I'd say it's a great opportunity for Dalton to have an unbelievable season. And as we talked about, raise his draft stock. Dalton also talked about the goals this year as well. He talked about how this team, you know, feels like they're in attack mode. They really want to get after it. They want to go for it. And they feel like winning the Pac-12 championship is kind of the standard now. He's talked about how it's hard to maintain being at the top, but feels like they're up for the challenge. And I think it was really interesting that he said that, how it is more difficult being at the top because it absolutely is. Everyone below you is hungrier. You're always going to be hungrier when you're at the bottom versus when you're at the top. Look at anything. Just look at the way people motivate themselves in general. Think about how great athletes like Michael Jordan, um, or obviously very different athlete comparison what I'm going to make in a second, but I believe Bobby Portis um, makes up things in his head he said about what people have said about members of his family to motivate himself before games. So you just use those negative things to build yourself up. And when people doubt you, that's one of the biggest negatives you can use. There's not a ton of people doubting this Utah team right now. Doubting they can make the college football playoff? Yes, there's a lot of that going around. But doubting they can win the Pac-12? No, they're the favorite. They were the favorite by a wide margin at Pac-12 Media Day. And everyone around the conference knows that the it go, the trophy, the road to a Pac-12 championship trophy goes through Utah right now. That's something Utah understands as well. Is they have to defend it. They have to be ready to Go after it. They're going to get every team's best every single week. No team is going to be like, oh, we're going to play in Utah this week. Let's get a break. Even the teams that are having bad seasons, it's like, hey, let's get a signature win right here versus one of the best teams in the country. And that was something Utah got a lot of that last year as well, obviously. But it's going to be a different animal this year even because of the fact that they're at the top. And I think it's a fun one to see. It's always fun to see teams defend the crown. Great teams are able to overcome that and repeat. How many times has Alabama done it again and again? They've won the SEC over and over, it feels like. And I think it's a great opportunity for Utah to kind of start to build their Bama-like dynasty in terms of how much they win the conference. I'm not talking about national championships, but it's exciting to see. And heavy is the head that wears the crown. It'll be interesting to see how Utah takes on that challenge this season. Speaking of taking on challenges, there's a new challenge that faces Braden Daniels, the standout offensive lineman for this Utah team for a few years now. First started at left guard as a freshman, and I found this out today actually. Braden Daniels was actually the first offensive lineman in the Winningham era to start every game as a freshman left guard. He did that back in 2019, back when Tyler Huntley was quarterback. Back when that Utah team had the great season, they did. And now last year we saw him at right tackle do a really good job over there. And now, not surprisingly, the standout offensive lineman, at best one returning, they ask him to kick over to the left side and the task he feels that he's absolutely ready for. 
one thing he talked about was how just, you know, obviously going from left to right, the technique is very, very similar. And he also talked about how he did it back in high school. He played high school football in Texas, one of the best high school football places you can play in. Talked about how he had to play both tackles. So when he came over here, even in 2018, a year before, because redshirt in 2018 was his freshman year in 2019. So in that 2018 year, he was the backup left tackle as well. So we had a little bit of experience then. So now coming back over in this system that has mostly remained unchanged outside of a few little tweaks. So it's just been about getting better each day and get kind of knocking that rust off a little bit. And versatility has been the name of Braden's game. We already talked about the multiple positions he plays. I honestly believe he could play all five positions on the offensive line. It's what's going to make him very appealing for NFL teams come the 2023 NFL draft is his versatility and also his character as well. You can just tell talking to a guy like Braden. He's a great guy. He's the definition of a team first guy and he's ready to get after it and take on a new challenge. And I'm not just talking about the new challenge of being the starting left tackle. I'm also talking about being the leader of this offensive line. Two years ago, that was Darren Paulo. Last year, that was Nick Ford, of course, and now that's him. But one of the things he talked about was how Coach Witt always preaches the next man up mentality. So he feels like it's his turn to step up, and he's got to take that role and own it. And I feel like that's something he's going to do a great job of because that's all he's done at Utah is come in and succeed on the field as well in the classroom. He's always one of those guys who's all Pac-12 academic And you can tell his film study is something he applies, not just his studies, not something he just applies in the school classroom, but to the football field as well. And he is an absolute mauler, one of the best offensive linemen in the Pac-12. I think he's going to be first team all Pac-12 this year. A lot of preseason love has shown that too, but Braden just his, he is a great combination of strength. He has really silky smooth feet takes great short and choppy steps in the run game and pass protection. He's very patient, lets guys come to him. There's no one I'd rather have watching Cam's blind side this year than Braden, and I feel like he's really ready for the challenge, and he feels like it as well. He also talked about how he felt like the team had a really good first day of practice. That's what Dalton, Cam, Coach Ludwig, Coach Witt, everyone has echoed that, and a reminder, we didn't get a chance to talk to the defensive coaches and players as well because offense only was open after Thursday's practice on Friday. They'll open it up for the defense, but offense talked about how they felt like it was a great first practice. And you could tell even talking to Coach Way, I think he sounded like the defense performed really well, too. He sounded really pleased with just how the practice was overall and talked about how he felt like it was like the team's eighth or ninth practice, not their very first one, which is a, a, as great a compliment as you can honestly get from a head coach saying that there weren't those mental errors and that it looked like you've been doing this for a lot longer than you were. But Braden talked about how day one, like I said, felt, felt it was good. It was good to get back out there. And he said, especially for the O-block, you know, he said, we still got some work to do. We got a lot more practices to do and just get better. So I'm excited. He just said he's really excited for this team and the first game as well. One thing Brayden also spoke to were some of his goals for the team this season. He was another guy that mentioned that 1-0 mentality that these guys always pre- preach. Excuse me. He said, just like the week one going to Florida, if we go in and go 1-0 each week and we take it game by game, that's how you get to an undefeated season. That's how you then get to a Pac-12 championship and possibly a Rose Bowl or possibly even a national championship. You really got to take it game by game. And he talked about how the sky's the limit for what this Utah team can accomplish. And I absolutely agree with him. And one of the biggest reasons they're in that position is because of Braden Daniels, the leader of the O block this season. And I think he's set up to have a great year. He also talked about what some of his individual goals, goals are for the season. He talks about how he wants to be first team all Pac-12 and all American and even win some of the watch list awards he was named to. 
one of those being the Rotary Lombardi Award, which is presented annually to college football linemen on offense or defense who best exemplifies the character and discipline of Vince Lombardi. That's an award I feel like he'd be perfect for. Just listen to the way any of his teammates or coaches talk about Braden. You can tell he is one of the best guys. was also named to another award for one of the top linemen in the country. And he's going to have a great chance to win it. So I'm really excited to see what Braden can do this year. I think he's got an awesome opportunity to help lead this team. And he's finally the face of the offensive line. He's been such a key contributor to it for the past few seasons. And now when you think of the O block, you do think of Braden Daniels. And it's something the team knows as well. He's got the respect of his teammates. And I'm excited to see him get after it. Also, just wanted to thank you guys for listening to another week of Locked On Utes. Next week, got a ton of positional preview stuff coming for you guys. A bunch of great guests lined up. We're going to be going through the different position groups and rooms around the roster, breaking it down, what we expect from these guys this season, and what's shaping up to be one of the best seasons in Utah football history. Could very well be the the best if they make the college football playoff. So it's going to be really exciting to watch and see what this team can do. If you guys are interested in just more Pac-12 Football, make sure you guys head over to Locked on Pac-12. Make Locked on Pac-12 your second listen every day. Host Spencer McLaughlin and other Locked on hosts take you around the Pac-12 conference in under 30 minutes. Always realignment talk going on, lots of season previews. You know what they say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. If you guys want to learn about some of those other Pac-12 teams, head over to Locked on Pac-12 to check it out there. So if you guys have any questions or anything you want me to talk about on next week's show, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at JT Wistersill or hit up the Locked on Utes channel at Locked on Utes on Twitter. Hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you next week on Locked on Utes.